Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it's Tom Midweek Extra. It's John Gibbons hosting. I'm joined by Beth Lindop, by Andy Heaton and by Adam Melia to talk about Sheffield United, Liverpool too. Look a little bit ahead to the weekend. And I want to reflect a little bit on, of course, the Premier League table and the Joel Matip news as well because that got a little bit lost last night. But he is obviously well worthy of more focus, uh, a world champion man and a world champion player and yeah very sad news indeed but the the positives Adam they won um, yeah. I'm, I'm interested in what you thought about the team so far because it's a period where you need to rotate it's a period where the manager will, will feel like he has to certainly with the, there's a half 12 coming up um, that might have been mentioned after the game too um, <laughs> coming up on Saturday so, so what do you think about what he did do and the players that he brought in um I was I was a little bit surprised. I thought probably during the Fulham game, I was I was gagging for Curtis to come on during that game, and the fact that he didn't, I thought, well, surely you know it means he's he's starting, and you know maybe a little bit less similar for for, for Elliot. I, I I thought both of them might have been a bit annoyed, sort of thing when 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 the team sheet drop whenever it drops for them um, at that. So so in in that sense, I guess I was a little bit surprised, but pleased because I didn't I really didn't want to see a um like a you know a, a league cup team um I, I was I couldn't get past the context of last night it was you know it did the the, the the kind of enormity of it your city playing at the same time with a tough away game I, the I, Arsenal goal made it bigger maybe maybe and I did I, I did watch the last 10 minutes of that so it felt it did feel it felt enormous you know it was um couldn't sum it up in a word just the sound <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um and, and I suppose Gomez uh, Gomez over over Simicast was was Probably the the biggest uh, the, the biggest surprise. I did hear somebody somebody uh, giving that a shout as a possibility on a show. I can't remember who it was, but um, so yeah, I, I was I was um, I was I was pleased that it looked like um, a proper a proper team, a battling team. You know, Endo and Gomez, I guess, in there it means it's it, there's there's kind of you know it's it, it it sends the message if the manager isn't already saying it in words you know the team selection he he makes sends a particular message and i thought it was um it was a dig in sort of a team which is which is what i, I, I which which is what I, I wanted i didn't you know you, you don't know basically what game you're going to turn up and you, you you we're liverpool we're really good we might win 5-0 but we might not and until the, until the game starts you kind of don't know what sort of game it's going to be and um, i was i was glad to see that there was there was there's absolutely no uh, no sign of, of of taking it lightly. Yeah, the the midfield selections are probably the most interesting. I bet I agree with Adam. And do you think the fact that Endo plays and, and Jones 
and Elliot don't is that he thinks he needs to dig in to use Adam words or do you think it's maybe a bit of a reward because Endo has done so well obviously comes off to get his goal so he wants to go or will you, you go again or, or maybe a little bit of both yeah, I think it's it's a little bit of both, really. I think it actually really suited Endo last night. Um, and I, I was delighted after the game to see Jürgen come out and and, and his, his interview after the game, um, give him a bit of a shout out as well because I thought he was he was excellent. Um, and one thing I really like about Endo is he's he's not afraid to put a tackle in, which I don't think many of our of, of our other midfielders. Are. Sometimes I would like them to be a, a bit more gung ho, and I think Endo was last night and. You know, when he got that book in for a bit of a rash challenge in, in the first half, I did worry and I did think at half-time would, would Klopp take him off. But he trusted him and, and he repaid that faith. I thought he was probably our best player yesterday alongside Van Dijk. So, um, yeah, I think Curtis Jones will, will maybe be a little bit um, frustrated not to have, have gotten the nod. I think it's obviously so frustrating for him because the momentum that he had at the end yeah. of last season, you know, coming into this season, it's been disrupted obviously by that suspension. And I think since he's he's come back from that, um, he's maybe not quite refound that level. Um, and I think Curtis Jones is one of those players that needs a little bit of a run in the team to, to really find his rhythm. I think when he came on last night, you know, he didn't sort of... Um, grab the ball by the horns but I don't think he's been great in any of his sub appearances no. recently or since he come back I don't think there's been any one where you go oh, we, you know, we really sort of you know, improved the team when he came on and I guess that's part of the problem really because yeah. you can be knocking on the manager's door and apparently he had a bit of a, a strop on the bench when he didn't get on you know where we brought on Endo but then you sort of do need to grab those chances when they're there, or the manager's going to go, well, well, lucky, come on and score a goal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating with, with Curtis because I really like him, and I think last season, um, that run toward the end of the of the, the season, and I remember it was in the away end for that Leicester game, and he was fantastic, yeah. and um, it really felt like he, he turned a corner, but my frustration with him has always been that sometimes he's, he's on the ball and he's so talented, and sometimes he just passes back, and I just think, just turn and drive and really sort of that sort of bit of, of impudence that he used to have when he first came into the team and he was obviously it was completely different then he was a young player and the pressure wasn't on him as much as it is now being a regular first team squad member but um, I think yeah there were a couple of times last night I thought you know come on and, and show what you can do and I don't think he did that but I think you know it, obviously maybe I'm being a little bit unfair because he's he's only sort of just sort of come back to, to the, the fold really after that suspension and I think if he, if he got a few starts under his belt he'd maybe be a little bit more um, you know what we saw at the end of last season but yeah I was I was delighted for, for Endo and I've always sort of been of the opinion that you know, if, if McAllister can play a bit further forward, I actually didn't think he had a great game last night, McAllister. I mean, he got kicked all over the pitch, yeah, didn't he, to be didn't fair help. to him. He was having young problems with his knee, wasn't he? Yeah, but um, I've, I've always sort of thought, if you play him in his natural position and you play Endo in that sort of holding role, um, I think it just allows both players to, to thrive, whereas you're sort of trying to shoehorn McAllister into to the six sometimes. I don't think it always works. But, um, but yeah, I was, I was really pleased for Endo last night. Did you happen to read the Endo interview in the Times? Jonathan Norcroft. Excellent. Really good. Yeah, it was I really, liked it. Really I liked good. it when he um, said Tomasi had a glass heart. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and just doubled down. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's very honest. Not yeah. brutally honest, but very honest. And he's happy to explain what he means. <laughs> By his honesty. Yeah. No. If he gets an injury, he thinks, Tommy, Tommy Asi thinks, he's, uh, he thinks it's his car yeah. or, or something he's eaten or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the. the the, it, it, I thought the interview was great because it shows what a thinker he is about the game. Yeah, you know, he's got his own YouTube channel because he feels like Japanese 
TV doesn't go into analysis enough, so he's just doing it. He's almost like mapped his way to where he is now, yeah, yeah. and so he's like, "It's not luck; it's because I've done all these things, and I'm going to tell you how I do it. So yeah. maybe you can do it as I, well." And I think that the, the, the source of his honesty is that because he can be that honest with himself, he sort of knows his own his, yeah. his, his own his own failings and and his own things that you know. He said, "I deserve to be here. He deserves to be in Liverpool because I've worked this hard, and this is what I've done." Kind of thing. It's not you know. He's, he, he 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 seems to just be somebody that looks things straight in the eye. I really liked it. It was great. But that'll help him, won't it, Andy? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you've had players come to Liverpool maybe later in the career and, you know, who never maybe thought he'd be there and, and they can get a bit overawed by it all, really. Um, whereas for him, it doesn't sound like he is because, you know, he, he's saying, well, no, I've worked hard. And there's a, there's, a, there's a story that, you know, that comes up again in the Norcroft interview where he was looking around in the summer going, well, there's quite a few teams need a defensive midfielder and I'm one and they can't, they can't all buy um, Duke Bellingham or whoever sort of it is kind of, you know, do you know what I mean? He's like, there's only so many of these young ones to, to, to go around and, and, and he's, and he's, he, he does back himself in this very kind of methodical way and, and I think he, he believes he's turned himself into, you know, a top-class footballer that, that, and he knows what he can contribute and so I think, you know, although it's it's taken him a little bit of time, I think he him continuing to back himself is important. Yeah, there's a self assurance there, isn't there? Um, I think as well because he, he's got that self assurance. He's not trying to do things he's not comfortable doing. Yeah. When he's here, because you come to Liverpool quite often, there's massive pressure on you. Whether you're a seasoned pro or you're new, and you're like, I've got to really impress here. I've I've got to I've got to get in. I've got to make you know get in the team and show everyone what it can do and maybe try things that you're not comfortable doing and then you know that can have like a, a, a snowball effect if you will we've seen plays wilt under at Anfield especially new signings and I think off the back of that as well there's a he's coming with not low expectations but no one really knew what to expect from him yeah whereas a lot of the time if you sign for a club like Liverpool or City or whoever there's normally like a million, funny enough, I mentioned YouTube, there's normally like a million YouTube compilations of, of your highlights and you're like, oh, we're getting this player, we're getting that player. Whereas we're kind of finding out about him as he's as he's playing. You know, if, if you would have asked me what, with my very little, little knowledge of him before he signed, defensive midfielder from Germany, 30, great, sounds, solid, maybe a bit crabby when he's been anything but. Yeah. That's what's really stood out for me. Uh, and, and again, last night there was... I think it was just before the book, and maybe just after he took one on the turn and literally took two of their midfielders out. And that isn't something you think of when you think of a specialist defensive midfielder, which is what he's been described yeah. as. You're just not expecting that. And I think he's in the trust of his teammates fairly fairly yeah, early as I well. Because they'll give him the ball. You can see, but sometimes with players where if they don't necessarily trust the play, they won't give it to them in risky areas. Whereas he's taking the ball 10, 12 yards outside his own area, yeah. turning into traffic. And uh, laying it off. One thing on end though as well, the booking. I mean, Sheffield United didn't get a book until the 90th minute, which is mad. And I, you know, Endo gets his, and Canate gets his, which is a bit weird. And to my eye, we were getting kicked everywhere, but that's a different story. No, it is. But but he but he played on with it, obviously, and and, and managed the game, and 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 that shows his intelligence as well. Um, before the game. Adam Chris Wilder said he wants to make it like a cup tie mm. um, and felt like that was their sort of best option with the limited amount of time. 
it felt like he, he, he managed to do that. You know, the crowd felt a bit cup tie. Obviously, helps the sort of a Wednesday night. You know, the, the the team sort of played like that the way they were trying to you know rush us a bit and, and hit us on the break and things like that. And it did turn into a bit more of a cup tie feel that, that maybe we would have liked. But yeah. was that just sort of inevitable? Is there anything we could have done about it, or was that inevitable with with everything that had gone on in well, Sheffield? <laughs> Uh, well, Specifically at Bramall Lane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now the game's over, I think we can say that that in, in my opinion, new manager bounce exists. Yeah. <laughs> but it, is, we, it does help won. that you've won because you can say, yeah. like, I think we can all say that that wasn't a great time to play Sheffield no, United. Absolutely, and you're not making excuses because we won. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm saying this now. Now that we've won, <laughs> um, I, I much prefer being the last team to play a manager and we beat them and then they get sacked, which right, seems right. to happen to us a lot. To well, be with Manchester United specifically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, um, you know whether it's whether it's that they really like the new manager, they really hated the old manager, whatever. That there was, you know, that the, there was there was certainly something there which uh, does not seem to have been present in their previous few performances. Um, I, I, I mean, to be fair, I think that we we expected it. Um, I, I think that that we 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 were we weren't surprised by by their approach, um, or or by their physicality, or you know the, the hostility of the crowd, the smallness of the ground, all of those sorts of things, which are are a factor there. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it probably did seem like a cup tie. That you know, on another night, um, some they they didn't have bags of chances, but there was a couple of there was a couple of shouts for you know for pulls in the box and things. I thought we, I, I you know, although we did get some bookings where where Sheffield United didn't, I thought there were there was a few a few times where where things kind of went in our favour, which was which was needed. But on penalty push was a bit silly. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, I felt yeah, and, and it's on, probably not a pen, but like I'm, I'd rather you just didn't do it. Yeah, on another <laughs> night, on another night, something. Bobbles in, or or, or some, something gets given, and it is it, it suddenly is very different. So you know, keeping it even at, even at the ninetieth minute, uh, or, or after what, what minute did we score the second? It was ninety four. Yeah, it? it was. It felt it was fairly late. late. It was late, yeah. but he, they had a chance after that, and I <laughs> being doom mongering watching the game, you know, with the your inner chimp as, as they say. I was thinking if they score now, this might end up two two. <laughs> <laughs> one minute left because what what I mean is I'm not just describing me being a maniac. I mean it. it could have if they'd if if they'd scored almost at any point it could have been a very different encounter because they just needed something to kind of light the blue touch paper all all other things were there for it to be a really uncomfortable night so it definitely shouldn't be uh, underestimated how well we've done to keep that at nil and in general how well we've fought how well we've defended i mean Virgil just caused the goal but just thought he was brilliant and they they all were really all of our defensive minded players and all of the the Midfielders um, in in their in, in their defensive work, I thought you know I thought I thought they all really did a good backs to the wall job. Um, just a sort of small shout for for Subasli in, in that way because I don't think he I don't think he's had a brilliant game for the last few, mm. um, and and I still think he struggled a bit tonight. There was a few times actually where I was thinking about him when when you were talking about Endo Andy, that Endo didn't let us down at all in those in in those times in, in midfield. He was you know he's taking it on the turn as you might expect Subasli to be doing. Subasli I thought struggled a little bit a bit like he did in the the first half against Wolves but I thought he just fought I thought he fought and fought and and, and kind of won that and, and and by the end he was he looked to have been playing himself into a bit of form and certainly kind of on the defensive side I didn't think he let anybody down and he gets his call 
No, all, all good shouts. See, he did have that cup type feel, and you know when Adam was talking there about how a goal can change the game, it reminded me a little bit of Luton mm. and the fact that in that game Liverpool don't get their goal. You know we have the chances. You know we we don't sort of put them in, and then, and then you you keep a team in it. I think getting that first one when we did was important because it was probably the first period where we've been on top in the game, and then and then we get the goal, and that's always a sort of a good time to score. I think to to assert yourself, but I think as as well from there, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm like Adam I'm, I'm watching it sometimes you know behind it you, you, your fingers and listen you never know with these things like I, I sort of I did watch the highlights back and you know to sort of help with this and, and because I, uh, I support Liverpool and, um, and um, you know you're like well, we actually did they actually really create anything in where you're just sort of panicking yourself but a goal like if they'd have equalised they might have gone on to win it you know if they'd have I'm not convinced that he had enough time for Adam Elias to equalise it, but hey, you, you never know. I'll, I'll just watch stoppage fight. But, but, but do you know what I mean? It's like it's it sounds a bit obvious to say that goals change games, but I think you know in games like this, like like Luton and Sheffield United, it's really true. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of those results that, in with hindsight, you can look back on and say actually that was a really good win. And I think you know it wasn't a vintage Liverpool performance by any means. And I was watching a lot of it. Um, you know, behind my behind my hands, and every time they, they had a little bit of a break or anything like that, you know, you you do panic naturally, don't you? But as you say, in terms of clear cut chances, in terms of saves that that Keller had to, Keller had to make, he had that one in the first half, didn't he? And then, aside from that, didn't really have a lot to do. So I think Liverpool did very very well to to limit Sheffield United to, to very few clear cut opportunities and. I think it's a testament to, to how much we've improved defensively as well. I mean, I, I didn't think Joe Gomez had a great first half, but sort of grew into into the game a little bit. And, and Canate, again, looked a little bit um, erratic at times in the second half. But that being said, he won, saw a stat this morning. He won, I like, know, it's crazy, isn't it? It just shows that, like, you know, you a combination of your eyes and stats is, is good yeah. because if you if you, you rely on stats to tell you the full information you were like can't can it was yeah. brilliant <laughs> which we sort of know isn't true yeah. but if you rely purely on your eyes all the time then, then there's certain things you might miss yeah and, and I sort of like Adam at head of the game I, I, I did feel very nervous and I thought especially after the uh, the, the Arsenal winner at, at Luton I mean I literally turned it on for the last two minutes and yeah the only word that came to mind when that went in started with an F and I had four letters <laughs> so uh, yeah yeah um, so it, you know, the, the whole new manager bounce under the lights. Chris Wilder, who had some sort of ancient beef with Klopp, didn't he? Klopp called him out a couple of years ago over something, and um, it just had all the hallmarks of a game that you know Liverpool would struggle in. Um, and I think that they didn't. They managed to get two goals and keep a clean sheet is is a real positive sign. And I think it's maybe the sort of game last season that that Liverpool would have drawn maybe and would have looked a little bit shakier in. So um, yeah, I think positives to take, even though it wasn't a massively enjoyable watch. Yeah, I mean that said, Andy, I'd, I'd still like them to be playing a little bit better. I tried to figure out last time. The last time I. Th- I tried to figure out before the show when I was always planning the the last time I think we played well and, and I got to October and, and sort of stopped. <laughs> really, I was like, did we? When we beat Forest three 0 at home, were we good? Um, you know, you said it's that thing. There was a there was a, a, a Tottenham a, first half, <laughs> baby. I mean, it's a long time ago. It's a long ago, time ago. Yeah. It, it's, it's a so I don't know. Would you like? Would you have liked to see more from us, even with all the, the caveats of what we just said around, you know, the fact that it's it, it became a tougher game because of because of events elsewhere. Certainly from open play, I'd I'd like us creating a little bit more at the moment. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I thought we played all right against Brentford, to be honest. But I mean, that's anyway. I don't know. I, I'm I'm gonna disagree with the Perry's here on this. I think I think there's a couple of things here. I think if you watch that game back, 
now. They didn't have a shot on target after the minute five. Um, so the <clears> Callagher <throat> save was that bad? Yeah, that one. Um, and what it, and it was made up for Callagher, but that's a whole different story. I think we managed it. I think that Wilder, any if you, over the course of the season, if you say Sheffield United night game, windy conditions, what do you expect the results to be? No one's really saying four or five nil, are they? They're not. You're thinking, oh, all right, two, maybe three if we get an early one. And then Wilder comes in, completely changes the system, um, goes deep. Uh, I mean, he even said in his post-match that like I would, he was fuming first half because he was he, he thought they were too deep and they were trying to get them up, up the pitch. And, you know, the, I think if you play that game ten times, Liverpool probably win it eight times if both teams play in a similar fashion than what they did. I don't think it's particularly pretty, but I think the way it sets up inhibited, inhibited our forwards uh, a little bit. Thought Gakpo was alright. Thought Nunes looked dangerous when he came on. Um, does Nunes things, you know, misses the one-on-one when the keeper safety should do better. Doesn't put Sabozlai in when it was dead easy, and then put Sabozlai in with a peach yeah. at the end, which is. Um, but no, to so look at the other side of it as well. If you would have said to me, there's two games in the season where Liverpool score what is it, two and then six goals in two games. And the strikers get none of them. That, I don't. I don't see Liverpool doing that last season. No. Mm-hmm. I was made up that uh, it, in that exact way that Virgil scored off a corner. I just mm. think that that, yeah. is that sort of game. And was, I was. That, I know I've said I was freaking out, but in my text messages I was saying this is a classic one nil. You know, it, this is going to be a classic one nil win. It's going to be fine. But yeah, with that you just you, you really want you know your centre off scoring a towering header off a corner. I know he side foots it, but you know that that sort of it was that sort of night, and it was. I thought it was a classic one nil away win. It just ended up two nil. Yeah, and he nearly did score a towering header, put it over the bar. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, was, I don't. I don't think it was as tight as what the. Live watch was what you're in it because I was exactly the same. You, I'm saying all this saying I disagree with you. I was, I was, I was behind the couch watching. It was, it was partly because of the City game at the same time. I think, I think yeah. my, my terror was was involved with two. It was there was two matches worth of stress stressing yeah. me out. And also, you got to be. See what you want. Saturday's a half twelve. You're, you're <laughs> the only one playing. I know. <laughs> I, I think as well. I've come to like them. You know, every, Spurs moan about injuries. This Liverpool side has had a lot of enforced changes. So you're going into these games that we've had. You've got. Goalkeeper's not there. Andy Robertson's not there. You're shifting players around that aren't in the natural position. you got a centre-half playing left-back. You know, and we've had other injuries going on. Um, obviously, what's happened with Matip is there. And, you know, that will, even with the best one in the world, that will have an impact. That will have an impact. So I, I'm looking at it as a way, from another point of view, saying, all right, we're not playing standard football. But we're managing it and we're getting results. I think as well, like if you go back to, to the season that we won the league and you know we won 26 out of 27 games, didn't we? It, it took Genie Wijnaldum's spilled effort, didn't it, to, to win that game 1-0. So Sheffield yeah. United is is always a, a difficult place. Well, unless you're Newcastle and you go and win 7-8-0. <laughs> Different but, times. But you know, that's the sort of game that Liverpool always, as you say, nine times out of ten, it's probably going to be a, be a 1-0 game. It's always going to be narrow. And, and that was Liverpool at their absolute sort of peak, wasn't it? Still needing a little bit of luck from uh, Dean Henderson was it was he the goalie at the time yeah. um, so yeah I think that there are positives to take even though it was a, it was a little bit of a nail biter last night I, I think there's probably more positives for us to take uh, even if it had ended 1-0 in that in that fashion than, than Arsenal's you know it's a last minute amazing winner and they will get some extreme 
level of confidence, their mentalities, you know, they'll be saying all those sorts of things, but they still conceded three there. And, yeah. and, and that pleases me, despite the fact that they've, they, they, they've got a last, you know, another, another late, a late winner. Um, there's positives and negatives, I think, for them there. Whereas I think that, that I, I don't I don't mind our grittiness. Although, as you say, I would I would quite like to see us play well soon. It just sort of all depends what happens next, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It? You know, Beth's talking there about the year we won the league, and so you 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 because you win the league, you're like, oh yeah, that was that was a, a great great ground out win at Sheffield United. You know what I mean? But how we how we view this one just sort of not even depends if when we win the league, but sort of what happens next. Really, if they keep if they keep winning games, if we start, you know, the performances come, then you're like, oh, well, that period where you know we weren't at our best, we were grinding up results, really sort of made us. Whereas you know, if we start dropping points now, you were like, oh, see, you can't keep doing that forever. Exactly. To win. Exactly. And I think you know, to, to to give an example, at the start of the season, we were conceding first every game, but still winning. And one of the things was going to carry on. We were either going <laughs> to we were either going to stop, stop winning or stop conceding first, and we've stopped conceding first. So so it, it's it's all that sort of thing, isn't it? Where um, the the you know the, the the context only comes through um, th- through through kind of hindsight. Um, but yeah, the, the, we we are now you know we're 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 right in the eye of the storm, I suppose, aren't we? This was such a big this was such a big week that we were that we were looking forward to. Um, with with all our games, our three games, this one, you know, Fulham, this one, and and, and Palace, and everyone else's games, you know, with the, I've had that, you know, the City Villa game in, in in my mind, sort of for for ages, looking at who was getting booked against when they were playing Tottenham the other day, you know, <laughs> properly like down in the in the detail of it all. So, um, you know, Arsenal have got to go there as well. So there's, you know, there's, there is there's, there's there's a there's a lot happening, but yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think I think I think it would. It, if we can't, you know, if we can't necessarily uh, to turn on the style in 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 every in every one of these games, you just you just desperate for the points, aren't you? Andy talked about Joe Gomez better. I thought he had a, a funny game. Really, he started a little bit shaky. He Tim who gives the ball away for the for the chance that Keller has saves, and there's two or three moments where he looks uncomfortable defensively in the first fifteen minutes. So then. I think second half, I think he's really good defensively, but then there's a couple of times, there's one sort of right at the end uh, where he's played in on the left and it's the real, you know, cut back in and then the, and then a poor cross and then they, they, they nearly nearly break from, from that. And uh, I think that's that's, a, that's still at 1-0 maybe. And, and um, or it might have been the 2-0 one where Adam thought they were going to score, but, but it's, a, it's, it's a good example of what you lose from him there. And I, and I wonder whether... You know, similar, similar maybe to the Luton one, maybe just having that right footer there, who's maybe not quite as comfortable, is something that, you know, is adding to the lack of you know attacking cohesiveness as as well as the sort of other force changes as well. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at, at when Liverpool were, were at the very best, it, you know, down that left-hand side, you had Andy Robertson and, and Sadio Mane and they had that almost telepathic link at times. And so I think when you, you bring in, obviously Diaz is, is playing there now, but when you bring in, you know, a, a player who's not used to playing there, I mean, prior to this season, he'd obviously not played left-back for, for a number of years, Adi yeah. Joe Gomez. And, um, you know, I think it's... He's fine at right back, but he's been asked to, to play at a position that I'm sure he's not particularly fond of, of playing. I'm sure he's glad to be in the team, but um, I think you do obviously lose a lot of that attacking impetus down the left-hand side. And I think Diaz is obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm low to criticise Luis Diaz because of, of the absolute hell of a time that he's he's been through lately and the fact that, you know, throughout all of that, he... He remains available for selection and obviously scores that huge goal at Luton. But I don't think he's quite at his best either. No. So I think down that left-hand side, you've lost a little bit of that that rhythm anyway. So then I think if you've got, you know, Gomez, who isn't naturally someone who can just come in and whip it into the box, um, 
then I, I think you do lose a little bit. Um, and, and Gomez is, is a funny one, isn't he? Because he, he can have like a an absolute world class game, regardless of what position he's playing. You know, if he's playing at centre back, and you think, oh, this is this is Joe Gomez, and then he has another game and he makes a bit of a howler, and you sort of think, you know, you you sort of willing him to, to have that consistency, particularly now with with Matip's <clears throat> injury. Um, so yeah, I think that's that probably did play a part, and I think for as much as Simicast has, has taken a little bit of criticism the past few weeks, you know, is um, I think his, his last couple of performances actually have been have been good, and you know, against City, yeah. he, he really impressed me. So um, I think he obviously does bring a little bit more of that natural sort of attacking impetus down the left. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be back in um, at, at the weekend, Shamikas. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the Anfield Wrap free week, and if you're enjoying this, you should share it with your friends. I'm sure you've got many people you go the match with, watch the match with, wherever you are in the world, and the Anfield Wrap is there every single day. So feel free to share this free show with anyone who may be listening. And also, uh, then consider them subscribing, you subscribing, anyone who you've wanted to think should be subscribing to the Anfield Wrap, get them into it as well. It is the Anfield Wrap's free week. It is a big December. It's an Advent offering. See it as a pre-Christmas present. But the true presence will be us all enjoying the Reds together. Sign up now. But it is a win, and not everyone wins last night. Um, and it has to be said that the Man City one was a bit of a bonus. Although we might have to be careful that Aston Villa seems to be the best team in Europe. Um, I mean, the stats on that game are absolutely unbelievable. I saw them at half time, and it was you know 13 2 in terms of shots, and then it then only goes one way. But four points behind City at this at this stage is is really good news you know especially with the fact that we've already been there and, and things like that and you know the Rodri thing is is interesting the fact that they, they do keep losing without him obviously he, he comes back you know at the weekend for them but I don't know what, what are you making of the table what are you making of last night what are you making of the A's Arsenal and Aston Villa who are, who are right up there with us I'm just made up we don't go to Villa until the second last game of the season <laughs> come from the room um, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm loving what Villa are doing I'm loving what Villa are doing and they are also loving it, I can tell you. Um, they're just on a journey with no expectations. They're in this weird space where, you know, I think Emery's done a fantastic job and he, he, he puts pressure on them to improve without talking up the chances of, you know, a league, a league challenge or, you know, a Champion League, Champions League spot. And he's doing that with a squad that's struggling. There's not been that much surgery to it. You've got... John McGinn, who's in, who's in running for, to be player of the year. So I know, I know we're only into December. But you're right, the absolutely best that it wasn't a sneak a 1-0 win, backs to the wall, you know, get lucky, City couldn't score the half full. City were abject. Mm. But Villa were brilliant. You know, we've seen City not perform to anywhere near the level and win three and four because teams are scared of them. Villa took them to the cleaners last night. Absolutely. I watched, so I watched the last half hour and then I watched it back again because I couldn't sleep because I'm in head. And um, yeah, apart from the first five minutes, I don't think City even bothered Martinez at all. Um, I think they got the game plan right. They executed it. I'd like to think that other teams look at how Villa done them and adopt that as a bit of a bit of a blueprint. Now, that's not to say City won't be back. They will be back because they're far too good for that. But it's it's nice to have, it's nice to be ahead of them and not be chasing them, that relentless machine. Because we all know what City are like once they get going. You know, it's, it, if you say to me, City going to January six points off the top, I'd still expect them to be go real close because they they will put a fourteen fifteen game run together back to back with Arsenal and with Adam. I think Adam's spot on. 
the the way the game ended against Luton will grab the headlights, but you are right, they did concede three goals. Um and they looked vulnerable at set pieces. It was two two corners and then Barkley's goal, wasn't it? Hmm. Um I think they're gonna have issues with the situation with David Raya and Aaron Ramsdale for reasons I've gone over that I won't bore you with again. But they are grinding it up. I just I don't know. I think there's a pressure on Arsenal that isn't necessarily on Villa that isn't as much on Liverpool because we fell away so much last year. So we'll see. But you know what? I'm I'm more than happy to have more than two teams in a title race. I think that helps us. Yeah. I think it makes for better football. Um, and that's exciting, exciting, isn't it? I think that's that's the thing as well about having so many teams in a title race. Is I think you know we know what City are capable of, and I think if City were to to you know pull out another ninety eight point season, I don't think Liverpool get to the, to the title because I don't think this Liverpool side as good as they've been. I think they will drop points. They will have ups and downs over the course of the season. Um, so I think you need as many teams as possible to have a go at City and and make it you know a a 90 point season or an 88 point season to win the title because I think then Liverpool can be can be banging it so I think it's really nice to see the likes of Villa and, and to, to, to have a few teams that, that you think actually they're going to cause City some problems um, and of course they'll cause Liverpool problems too um, but I think as well it's also quite weird that one of our probably easiest games of the season was Villa at yeah. Anfield wasn't it? I mean Maybe I know, that last Spickle performance yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably pushing it We were great then but um, you know, I know obviously it's different at Villa Park. They've won fourteen on the spin there. But yeah. I, you know, I think um, yeah, I think like Andy said, and he's spot on. Like I think the the more teams that can be in that title race, I think that actually works in Liverpool's favour more than it does in cities. Yeah, taking points off yeah. each other. City can't get a hundred points now. Adam. That's good. Someone else did the maths. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I don't think Villa are in a title race. Um, and and best just mentioned neither, neither did they neither did they no, by no, the way I, I, which is the fun thing they might do on the I, sly I, well they might do I I think that um they have, they haven't got the consistency so their last game I think they drew at Bournemouth didn't they um they, so they they aren't as good away and I think they they haven't got it in them to um to to string long runs of consistent back to back wins together home and away whereas I think Liverpool City and Arsenal have um. So yeah, I, I think what they are is a really dangerous team, and that is also useful. You know, have, having a, a, a team that's that's extremely dangerous, especially at home, um, means that that they, you know, that, that a team that can beat anybody um, is 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 obviously a, a bonus because we do need we need we, we basically have needed for the past few years more teams than us and and Tottenham that can that can seem to beat City um, and take points off them. So. Um, Chelsea, I think, are in that dangerous category as well. I wouldn't say they were, they, they were obviously, they've been rubbish, but they, they are probably, I'd say they were dangerous um, at, at the same time as they've got a load of good players and they seem like they might they might get their act together at some point, so you never quite know. They're, they're never going to be consistent enough to put a title race together, but um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're in that dangerous category. Um, Arsenal, I think, um, I think it's daft to, to say they can't win the league. So I think that our, uh, that, 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 I would say I said that last year, and I don't think it was daft. Uh, they, they were they were they were top last year by I don't know what they were top by at this point, but I th- I thought last year City will win the league by ten points uh, because I didn't I, I didn't see that they I thought that they had good consistency. I thought they had great momentum from from a sort of quite easy start, um, and I didn't see much in terms of um, a squad. 
that that made me think they're going to be able to and uh, they're going to be able to, to stand up to what you know city city will do unless you're you know 15 points ahead of them at christmas and they kind of give up um so that is what happened and i think that they have i thought they did the best business out of anybody probably in the summer um but I still kind of think so. So I think they, they, they I think they, they, they are in the title race and they will challenge and they, they potentially, with a fair wind, could win the league. Um, so I don't want to say they can't, but I think that they still have some of those same issues. So I think they have had a bit of an easier run. Yeah, than, than I've other just, teams. I've just checked it again. I saw this yeah. this morning that I've just checked. Um, they've only played one team in the top nine yeah. away from home yeah. uh, and that was Newcastle and they got beat yeah. so the rest of them um, they haven't they haven't played yet away and then they played Chelsea who were 10th and, and Drew so they haven't beaten yeah. anyone in the top 10 yeah. away and have only played two of them so and then you look at them they've played everyone in the bottom half of the table yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so it's similar to last season and I think the other thing that's similar to last season is that I, I for some reason I've, I've done this a few times looked at their starting lineup. Um, this season I thought wow that's brilliant I really think they've got a great first 11 yeah. um, but I don't think they've necessarily well I don't think anybody's got the, the, the bench options that we've got but I don't think they've got uh, a, a very deep squad and I can see them I can see certain players I don't know why but Rice maybe because he's tall I can see him being tired in March <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I think I think they may I think the, 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 a similar thing to last season I think they may run out of legs a bit and you know so, so this game that they've got against Villa uh, on Saturday or Sunday Sunday is massive and really instructive and I think obviously the game at Anfield is going to be really instructive City on the other hand I just I, I, as I said I've been quite obsessively looking at that at that fixture they had last night especially knowing that Rodri was on four leading into the Tottenham game and what he's like when they don't play so basically I manifested that last night that <laughs> defeat um, because, I could, because I could just see it on the horizon and I was thinking this is you know, if we are, let's not mince words kind of thing. If we are to win the league, we need City to, to wobble. Because if City are purring and firing on all cylinders, we won't, Arsenal won't, no one will. You need to, you, you know, everybody would need, you kind of need a, a 15 point head start in order to be anywhere near City if, if, when they are firing. So the fact that they are looking a bit, a bit wobbly, the next thing that kind of needs to happen is for, a couple of other things to go wrong mentally with them um so we'll 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 sort of see because as it stands it, the, the most likely thing that probably happens is kev comes back after christmas and they're brilliant um, we were welsh we can go to goodison park on the 27th of december me and you if you want to, to support ch- everything yeah, yeah, yeah. can i go yeah. well we could all go okay yeah yeah if, if you think that'll help do you, I mean, do it's all, all hands to the pump. You're taking your, your placards. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends if Everton are supporting that day. <laughs> Adam, Adam just makes the point there about City and wobbling. They haven't won in, in four. Yeah. They haven't yeah. won in four. Three draws and then a loss. Yeah. Now Have the heads gone, Andy. I didn't watch them last night. Well, they just, I don't think the heads are gone, but they almost look like they knew they were beaten, which is very, very unlike City. There was no like last minute surge. I mean, it was only one. It was only one nil. It could have been three. It could have been four, but it wasn't. Mm. So like you're going into the last five. In the same way as Arsenal conceding three, them not scoring is a big thing, really. Yeah, because they get beat, but they get beat four three or something. You that's know, what that's it, what I'm saying. It's yeah. like a, a what one nil away. Like I, yeah. someone said, one nil away. City you're assuming the Haaland's at the bar. They've had one disallowed. There's all kinds of chaos going on. 
It wasn't. It was actually quite serene. Yeah. The last five minutes, which is weird. Well, they, they, they really cracked on. They nearly scored the second. Yeah. yeah they yeah. hit the post and, and and stuff like that. So they were they were the day more late to score yeah. than the City were. Edison made the crack and save late on as well. Really, really good one v one save when That's it comes right. across his goal. Really yeah. good. So you don't know that they go to Luton. Funny enough, you talk about Arsenal. City's next game's Luton away, which you'd expect City to probably win four or five. But you just don't know. But if they don't get a result at Luton. Then does it go tabloid speak to a mini crisis to a full blown crisis? I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to change the colours of the light bulbs. Um, go to a red alert. Um, okay. Um, the, just very quickly, I do want to talk about John Matter, but ahead of um, Saturday uh, at Crystal Palace, uh, I mean, Hodgie's doing the business for us in every possible way, Adam. They're booing uh, him, aren't they? Yeah, and he's saying, I don't know why, they've never had it any better and stuff like that. <laughs> he's uh, amazing. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing... Such, seen, a, such a statesman, any. I follow oh. a bit of Palace Twitter and they're, they're not happy, both with what they're watching and then what he's trying to tell them they're watching. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we could we could roll back the years and talk about, <laughs> talk about some, some Hodge files. There's been, he's done a couple of good Hodge file entries yeah. this season, yeah. but yeah, it might have to be brought back, back, to, back to life. He was... His comments about Eze were weird the other day as well. Yeah. Yeah. When he says, I'm not saying there is something going on between such and such and such and such, that always means that he is saying that. (laughs) (laughs) I can translate Hodgy. So, yeah, it seems like there's rumblings behind the scenes. I'm not sure whether it... I mean, I'd love it to be another one of them where we might might be the last game game a manager faces is against us, but we'll see. Um, There was one earlier in the season as well, not too obsessed with with Hodgson, but it's it's so easy, where these young lads come on and did well yeah. and then and then he was and then they were and someone went the young lads did well he's like well you, you know you look you can't really praise you know you can't really judge them on 20 minutes at the end of a dead game and then the next week they came on and struggled and he slaughtered them yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. it was amazing oh yeah it, it, <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out you can judge them <laughs> just negatively yeah he very much likes throwing a young player under the bus <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I, I've, I haven't. Um, yeah, it, I, I think it's 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 a, it's always a, it's a funny one to, to to preview Palace away, isn't it? Because we've got a really good record there, but it always feels really tough. Um, so that they are not in a good place. We have got a good record there, but yet it's it's another it's another one where you'd think um, you know we, we I'm desperate for us to get the first goal. Really, um, I think the twelve thirty thing probably does help us. Uh, I, I don't mind twelve thirty aways. Um, if it's going to be if the alternative is a five o'clock and a really loud crowd, then yeah, I'm fine with the um, I'm fine with the breakfast kickoff. But yeah. Um, <laughs> and 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 the, the Hodgson factor just I don't know it just it just continue it continues to uh, continues to amuse forever so we'll just have to we'll we'll just have to see to be honest I haven't thought about this match that much because I've been that I, I was that preoccupied with the Wednesday one um, that um, that that I haven't I haven't I haven't particularly sort of thought about about kind of that in terms of previewing it but I think you can probably see. That, um, that that some of the players that 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 kind of didn't feature from the start, you might say, are we are we going to are we going to go again, or are some of those are some of those players going to come back in? Um, yeah, so you know, in terms of the the, the front three, does uh, do, does he does he do Gakpo again, or or throw Darwin in from the start? And um, you know, I I sort of think Diaz and Salah got a bit of stick on the commentary last night, but I thought they both worked really hard. Um, they, they they obviously didn't get any joy, but they they they, they do a job, and, and I think that that Klopp said that after the Fulham game that even if the strikers aren't scoring, you can kind of see they're enabling they're yeah. enabling the midfields and the, and 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 the defence to get among the goals. So um, I think it may be 
more of the same, but I would quite like to be kind of, you know, knocked out or something until it's over because <laughs> I'm sure I'll be terrified come 12.30 on Saturday again. We've got our Christmas party on Friday night as well, so I can just see myself hungover, slightly <laughs> anxious, uh, worried what I've said. You could uh, just keep drinking the whole way through. I and mean, then... well, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, well, it's a dangerous game. I drink till the 27th when we go to Goodison Park to uh, cheer them on. Uh, it's, it's a dangerous game. But yeah, it, Adam's right there. It almost kind of Palace away always feels trickier than actually what it is. We've got a better record there than you think. They've only won once there a home all season, but you think they've got this really good home record. And so I don't know, they should be fine if they if they play all right yeah you would like to think so I think you know in the context of the week that Liverpool have had I think you know, considering the manner that they they came back against Fulham late on on, on Sunday they obviously sort of deal with what could have been a bit of a, a banana skin last night and then they go to, to 12.30 kick-off obviously Clark uh, wasn't too happy was he last night when that got referenced in the uh, in the post-match interview but um, we can go top though we play first and we can go top nice, yeah. I think that's the impetus isn't that's it? the best thing about a 12.30 kick-off isn't it if you if you do win you can enjoy the rest of your yeah. weekend then and, and if you lose then you can you, you, you can't you're just fuming for the entire weekend but um <laughs> But yeah, so I think it, it, it's a, it's one of those games that sort of feels like it's always going to be a bit tricky. I think apart from that 7-0 we had there when um, obviously it was behind closed doors. I can't think of too many sort of real fantastic performances we've had there the last couple of years. That was, I don't know. That was the might... game before it all went wrong as well, wasn't it? We yes. won seven nil and went yeah, top, yeah. and then and then didn't win until May. Or something. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not expecting it to be sort of a, a, a vintage, you know, five nil win. But I think I think Liverpool will win. Um, I hope I don't regret that come uh, come Saturday. But I think just in terms of Arsenal as well, obviously going to Villa on on Sunday. I think they've they've used the, their allocation of last minute winners for the season now, haven't they? Surely they got a late one against uh, United, didn't they? They got. So yeah, I, I think uh, I think they must have used all of them up now. Finished. Um <laughs> absolutely done. Um okay, just before we finish, I do want to talk about John Matter because it, it, it was confirmed after the game last night, Andy, that he's ruptured his ACL with his history of injuries with his contract situation. It wouldn't surprise you if it's the last time he plays for Liverpool. Unfortunately, it's a shit way to go out, but it's a shit way to go out on a brilliant Liverpool career where you know he won every trophy there was to win and hopefully he'll be around, hobbling around to lift a, a, a UEFA Cup uh, in Dublin as well to complete the set. He's been a brilliant sign and he's so popular within the squad, he's popular in the fan base and... Yeah, he'll 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 be forever remembered, not least for that little layoff in Madrid to uh, De Bocherigi. And it's another excuse. It's, it's another excuse for the squad to go and win the league, put a real stint in for the league and the and the Europa League, send them out on a high. This he's in the argument. He's in the argument, or at least the conversation, as Liverpool's best ever free signing. Um, you know, he's been here a while now, and he didn't convince everyone initially when he came in. I think it's fair to say. But I think the seasons when Liverpool Liverpool have been good, he's been imperious. And I think he, the, the great shame of all this, and look, the biggest shame is that he, that it's happened and it's shit and the contract situation, as you said. But he was in the form of his... He was in the best form. Playing brilliant, yeah. That he's been in, in for years. And he looked confident and, you know, just when Liverpool looked like... When Liverpool looked solid... As well, I'm not saying we, we, you know, we haven't got adequate replacements there. We, we hopefully have, but him and Virgil looked kind of like the him and Virgil from 2018-19. Um, 
But even away from that, as you said, the popular member of the squad, he's almost like one of the granddads of the squad as well now, if you think about it like that. And, you know, barring some miracle, and you never know, it, it, with that being the last time that we see him, it's a shame. And it's all, the, the bigger one for me is how the injury occurred, which I think is, is doubly shit. Like, it wasn't even on the, the, the field of play where he got, where he got the injury. It, you know, he goes and slips on the turf by the dugout. Mm. And it's it, it's just crap, isn't it? It's just it's just crap. I'm I'm really upset about it. Yeah, it is crap. But you know to you know to try and be you know positive about it is to remember his, his career yeah. and, and what he's done, Adam. And, and you know we talked before about you know signing players that you don't really know too much about and what the impact it's sort of going to make when he comes in as a free transfer. I don't think any of us could have expected, you know, the 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 length of his Liverpool career, the things he's won, the moments that he's given us. He's he scored a few goals as well, and you know, to throw all all, all that in, like an uh, incredible Liverpool career. Yeah, I mean, as Andy was saying, he was in the form of his life, and I feel like. The, the the tragedy of it all is that I feel like he's finally been recognised unanimously as, uh, you know, how good he is. Um, I think Virgil's probably, I think it was Virgil that said it, that, that Matip, he said it a couple of years ago, Matip can do things on the board that I can't do. And I think that sort of comment, there's been a few of them, but it sort of gets laughed off slightly. And I don't quite know why that was. It's, you know, he's 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 a... He's king of memes for a start. You know, he's he's, he's like a comedy legend. So so he's in a in a way sort of a little bit of a joke figure. Mm. Uh, he's quiet. Um, you know, he, he's he's not a loud voice, and he's not a loud voice in terms of being on on any sort of media, uh, and, and sort of unassuming and a bit odd. <laughs> so you know, th- those things combined with his uh, his um, unorthodox style means that I think I think it did take quite a long time, literally maybe until this season, for everybody to realise literally how good he is. How how brilliant he is on the ball, and it isn't just uh, you know the the the, the thing he does is his Joel Matip makes he run. It's not you know it, it it's it's not kind of just a sort of comedy Benny Hill thing. It's a brilliant thing that not many people can do, and amazingly important for the team. So much so that you can see, I, you th- I think you can see Canate having a go. You can see Virgil having a go at it now. Uh, you know, so so the, the 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 biggest the biggest tribute you can probably pay him is as as Andy was saying. You know, I, I'm gutted and I'm concerned. You know, I, I, he's not. You know, he's he's not kind of an old, an old, old player getting sort of trotted out for testimonials. He was he was a he was playing a vital role in this really good season we're having so far. And I I I think it is a good tribute to pay him to say, I'm you know I'm worried. I'm I'm worried about whether we will be able to 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 fill that spot of all the things that he that he did that he did and he brought. So um, yeah, it's 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 a real shame. But yeah, I'm, I mean, as soon as as soon as he went down the other day, it's funny actually. I just had a look at Ben's ratings because I was sat next to him and he said, "We'll never see him again." That was the first thing Ben said, and and uh, you know, I think Klopp thinks probably the same because after the match he said it's not good yeah. you know and, and and now he's said it's the acl and i thought that and, and and you know klopp's obviously thought it straight away there was there was something about about the way it happened that made you think ah, that might actually that might be the end of this season and therefore possibly the end do you think they might give him a new contract i don't i don't think they would have anyway to yeah. be honest with you they wouldn't have anyway but what about now 
what just to sort of try and help get him yeah. back and stuff like mm. that. They've done that before. It was a little honor. They sort of basically to sort sort themselves yeah. out. I don't know. I mean, we might be being a bit premature with all this, but because you know he might, they, they might decide to give him another year, and, and and he might sort of have an unlikely comeback. But I just do think it is worth reflecting. You know, either way of of what a brilliant player he's been, and and as Adam rightly points out, what a brilliant player he's been. You know, so far this season, and you know, it's not just sad. You know, from a point of view for him, he is he is a miss for this team as well the way he's playing yeah absolutely and I actually would if he'd have continued in, in that vein of form for the rest of the season I would have liked to have seen him given it a year extension I think he he's come out he came out a few months ago didn't he and, and he sort of said he'd like to stay at, at Liverpool and, and so I sort of thought he's maybe the sort of player who wouldn't mind being sort of the fourth choice next season you know or the fifth choice or someone who could who could come on and, and do a job and maybe in, in cup competitions as well so I, I was really keen to see him get an extension based on what we've seen from him this season and he's been he's been tremendous and and you know in in the best form he's been in since that 18-19 season and I think you know actually when you look back on that season I think Virgil is the one who gets a lot of the plaudits and rightly so because he was absolutely imperious at, at, at that time but I also think the second half of that season Liverpool would not have gone on and, and pushed City all the way in the league and won the Champions League if it wasn't for, for Joel Matip because I think there were times when he, he matched Virgil's level maybe even sometimes surpassed Virgil's level but I think because he obviously wasn't the glamorous signing he'd been at the club a couple of years he was came in on a, on a free transfer and the nature of it, who he is as a character you know he is a little bit quirky he's not on social media um, you know he did sort of go under the radar a little bit and I've always been a big fan of him I've always thought that when he's fit he's probably Liverpool's best defender to go alongside Virgil um, and we were finally seeing that this season and um, and yeah, you, you sort of associate him with picking up little niggles, don't you? And it's, so for it to be an injury like this that that will, you know, more than likely curtail his, his Liverpool career is is really sad. Um, but I think on on the flip side of it, you've got to be brutal. And I think you know we're talking about potentially being in a title race. And you know, I think regardless of whether they'd have given Matip an extension next summer, I think Liverpool next summer would have looked to target a central defender. I think they've got to do that in January now because I think you know, providing the next couple of weeks goes well. We're going to be banging the mix, and I think what we don't want to do is get to the end of the season and think oh, if we'd have just brought in a defender in in January um, to maybe cover if we get if we get an injury because Canate is brilliant as he is. I don't think you can rely on him to, to stay fit for for months at a time. So um, I'd like to hope that Liverpool now are thinking right. We might make a move for someone in January because we've got a real chance of winning this league. Just John, just on that day quick, I've only just realised right now if that was Van Dijk gone off. And had a month on his con- a year left on his contract. I don't think the dialogue around should Liverpool offer Van Dijk an extension would be dismissive. Mm. I've only just realised Van Dijk's older. The matter I Isn't never realised that. I never yeah. realised that. Yeah, funny how it's framed, isn't it? I mean, I don't think they will offer him a new contract, but obviously depending on rehab, because it's probably the worst injury to get as you're getting older into your career. But who knows? Hope springs eternal. Who knows indeed. Uh, but for now, it uh, is right, Joel. Thanks for everything that you've done for Liverpool on the pitch. And yeah, like we've all said, uh, maybe there's one more chapter left. Who knows? Uh, it'd be an unlikely story, but you've thrown plenty of them in. Um, thanks a lot to Beth, to Andy, to Adam for joining me. Hope you've enjoyed that. Loads more uh, coming out over the next day or so, obviously, to preview uh, this Crystal Palace game. Don't forget, everything is out for free uh, this week, so make sure you're sharing it with your friends as well. Cheers and up to Sports Social Podcast Network.